Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to another workout where we can row along together. Now today's workout we're going to be working a little bit on speed. Now specifically it's going to be how you generate that speed. It's quite easy to think that you make this machine go fast by going up and down faster and faster but actually there's two ways to do it. You can increase your stroke rate and you can increase the power from your legs. So today's main session is going to be a half hour workout and what we're going to do is we're going to row for four minutes at 20 strokes a minute at whatever natural pace that you can row at or 2k plus 18 if you have a training pace but then we're going to do one minute and we're going to raise the stroke rate up to 28 strokes a minute and see how fast we go just by increasing the stroke rate all right after that we're going to row four minutes at 20 strokes a minute again but then we're going to do one minute where we stay at 20 strokes a minute but we then try and match the pace that we managed the first time round stay with me by just pushing harder with our legs, okay? So whatever pace you hit at 28 strokes a minute, you're gonna try and get up to that just by pushing harder with your legs. And that will teach you the two different ways here that you can generate pace. So you can do it through stroke rates or you can do it from just sheer grunt from your legs, okay? It's a really interesting workout to do and a lot of fun and it's a great way to just work out over half an hour and it's a little less boring and tedious, okay? I'll stick to boring and tedious, the row will be fine. So before we get into this half hour uh, workout, we're gonna do a four minute warm up where we can just get our body all eased up and things. So you have to set up your machine first and get your drag factor set where you want it to be for you on your machine, okay? If you don't know about drag factor, how to set it and stuff, I do have a video up here on YouTube. Next up, if you can, please set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, set your foot stretcher height for whatever machine you're using so that you're able to get into the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically, okay? Uh, if you're set too high, you might not quite be able to get there. If you're set too low, it might be, uh, you can just go scooting straight past and it grabs your toes and you hurt your back and stuff, all right? Last thing, if you're not in a concept too uh, resistance-wise, just set it to a point where you get a nice feeling from the stroke, but it doesn't feel like you have to really pull against it, okay? Right, so four minute warm up. We're gonna do this around about 18 to 20 strokes a minute. And I just want you to think about a relatively decent push from your feet as though you were just standing up. So you can work on the timing between your push of your feet and the handle picking up the flywheel or whatever your machine uses. This little intro's gone on way too long. So let's get into our warm up in three, two, one, and we're off. So it's kind of, we're starting gently is what I'm saying. So it's a nice, you're just getting your body moving. If you're perfectly warm, if you've been doing something else before this, you can of course start this warm up a little bit more, uh, with a little bit more intensity. But, as being I've been sitting at my desk all morning, and this is my lunch hour while I'm recording this for you, I need to remind my body that it doesn't just sit at a desk that it also needs to move backwards and forwards on a rowing machine so I can spend time working on the timing that I push with my feet at the same time my hands connect the handle to the machine 
and now a minute in I can increase the intensity just by pushing a little harder with my legs and especially on the concept two that extra push when I connect the handle means that I'm fighting against more air and so the intensity sensation increases don't have to change any resistance just pushing harder makes it harder but as a result I go faster okay let's do two more strokes and then we'll put one foot on the ground here we go so one foot on the ground carry on rowing so just push with the leg that's still strapped in try to keep your technique as normal as you can for the fact you only have one leg strapped in so don't over reach at the front of the machine just because you can let's take one more swap feet very easy for me to do because I'm in socks bought new socks and these have got and more polyester in them so the heels keep on slipping out of the heel cups which in many ways is a good thing because when it slips out it means I'm over compressing it's a nice little hack okay one more both feet in legs straight and roll with your back and arms Ooh. now for me this is the one that really when I've been sitting in my desk or sitting at my desk all morning this is the one that really does say you should stretch more <laughs> this pivot over my hips I can just feel my back going you don't move enough okay let's roll to the front straight arms and forward lean and just press out with your legs now I say press because I don't want you to push too hard I just want you to hold this position forward tilt straight arms and connect your feet to your hands so that works on the timing that I spoke about but it also works on teaching you to hold the forward tilt at the start of the stroke last one now of course I'll talk technique in a bit of a wider way when we get into the main session uh, so yeah so don't worry if you're like uh, technique what's he on about I'll start and I'll talk you all through that kind of stuff so have a quick drink keep on moving up and down a little bit if you wish and I'll describe one more time what it is we're doing today and then we'll start the main session okay so just a quick reminder then what we're gonna do is we'll row for four minutes at 20 strokes a minute now if you have a 2k training pace I want you to do this 18 seconds slower than that average 2k pace or if you don't have a pace just row at 20 strokes a minute and I run about five or six out of ten effort whatever pace you hit is kind of what I want you to hold okay so it shouldn't really be too hard it should get your breathing rate up your heart rate up but you shouldn't feel like you can't hold it okay this is uh, a bottom intensity in terms of bottom mid and top all right 
Then we're going to do one minute at 28 strokes a minute. So just increase that stroke rate, which will mean that you have to push a little bit harder from the legs to get that stroke rate up. Um, and the intensity will, of course, go up. That's going to start getting you towards that mid and top intensity. But we're only doing it for one minute, so it's fine. Woohoo! Then we go back to those four minutes and 20 strokes a minute just to back off and ease off. But then we do one minute uh, holding that 20 strokes a minute, but you try and match the pace, the 28 strokes a minute pace that you managed the last time. So that's the two ways that you're going to get pace. And then we're going to do this in total, um, well, three times over if you look at both sides of it. But basically, it's a half hour row. These are little five minute chunks, and then we'll be done. Woohoo! Okay? So let's get into this. Less talk and more rowing. I do wonder whether this is the point in the videos where people go, oh, I'm done with him. Uh, and turn off, but hopefully you're still here with me. Hopefully we'll row along together. It's almost like that's why I, why I named the channel Row Along. So starting off, uh, four minutes, 20 strokes a minute, uh, at right about 2K plus 18 pace or five or six out of 10 effort. Just make sure you're nice and happy at this pace, okay? Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. Ugh. Right, now if you're watching this in the video, you can just row along with me for stroke rate. If you are listening on the podcast, hopefully you can just hear the whoosh of my flywheel. You can follow that. Or you can just look at your monitor, whatever timer you have, and count up or down in three second chunks. Because 20 strokes a minute, it's just one stroke every three seconds. But the important thing is how you spend those three seconds. Because you want your drive phase, that's when you push the power into the machine to be faster than your recovery phase. And at 20 strokes a minute, that means the easiest way to think about it is one second drive and two seconds recovery. And that's how you want it to be. You want to be recovering for the longest part of your stroke where you're not putting in any effort. So you explode the power in, recover. Power, recover. So one second drive, two seconds recover. And that two seconds is how you make sure that you are at the front of the machine again with a good body position which will help you with your technique for the next stroke which isn't just technique isn't just there to give me something to talk to you about it's really important for the efficiency of your stroke 
important to help you get the power in from a speed point of view and from an injury prevention point of view. And as we head towards our first minute, our first 28 strokes a minute minute, what I'd say now is the important thing is that you think about getting your power from your push with your legs, but you make sure as you're at the front of the machine that you have that forwards lean in towards the front and arms straight as you push. And that gets the power in there safely. Okay, three strokes to go. Two, one more. Here we go then, up to 28 strokes a minute. Push harder with the legs. And that should give you a faster drive phase. So where you were one second drive before, you're less than a second. And then your recovery also speeds up. And that's how you get your stroke rate up. Now keep a look at your monitor and take an average, just kind of work out what you're seeing most on screen. So I'm seeing 150. And we're back down to 20 strokes a minute. So, at 28, I was rowing at one minute and 50 seconds per 500 meters. That's how the pace is set to display on my Concept 2's monitor. <clears throat> Make sure to return to whatever pace you were rowing at before at 20s, at 20 strokes a minute. Don't back off these 20 strokes a minute sections are just as important as the faster bits. It may take 45 seconds or so for you to just lock in to that pace again, but try and get there. And hopefully you have an idea of what pace you need to try to hit when we increase 
in just over two minutes time. Remember, the next one isn't about stroke rate. The next one is about power. Okay, so I keep on saying that you get the power in by pushing harder with the legs. So that's what you'll be doing in a minute and a half's time. But it's really important to have that forwards tilt, arm straight and push. Push. And then you try to maintain that lean and straight arms as you push but you only swing your back when you are run about halfway or more through the leg drive and then you only pull your arms at the back of the stroke so please don't grab and pull your arms too soon or swing your back too soon this is all about getting that power in from your push of the legs four strokes to go let's see if we can manage it two more one more here we go then full power you should really hear your machine scream as the flywheel or water wheel or magnet responds to this push, this surge of power. It really is taking everything I've got to get close. One more. Back down to the gentle pace. So 2k plus 18 or whew, five to six out of ten. Uh, uh, my zone just crashed. Oh well, that means no metrics for this row then. Uh, that means I can cheat. Don't worry, I won't cheat. So, hopefully, you understand 
what's going on. Both of these one minute sections are really tough. But whereas the one we just did was tougher from a muscle point of view, trying to push that pace into the machine. The one we're gonna do in two and a half minutes time will be more about cardio, using the stroke rate and your fitness to get the pace up. Obviously, you have to push harder with the legs to get that stroke rate up, but nowhere near as much as you do when you're just remaining at 20 strokes per minute and trying to match the pace. And what might have happened is that actually, when you were doing your max push just then, at 20 strokes a minute, you went faster than you did at 28 strokes a minute. In which case, try to see if you can roll your 28s at that pace this time. Push a little bit harder. But remember, technique is king here. If you had a sloppy technique at 28, but a good technique at 20, try to match your technique and you'll possibly find that that will be all it takes for you to <clears throat> match the pace. All right, four, three, two. Remember going up to 28 after this one. You ready? Here we go. So push with the legs for a faster drive phase and then get that handle away from you and past your knees before you bend them to help with a faster recovery towards the front of the machine. And that'll be, hopefully, all it takes for you to get your stroke rate up to 28 
Almost there. 10 seconds. Two more strokes. And we're back to 20s. And the easy pace. And that's us past the Bon Jovi point. We are more than halfway there. Try to get back to your easy 20 pace as quickly and smoothly as possible. It's easy to give in to the intense fatigue or the fatigue that develops from these intense one minute efforts but the four minutes at 20 are designed to give you an active recovery so that after two minutes or so holding your correct pace you should feel back to normal intensity for this stroke rate and pace don't let your brain take over tell you that you need to stop or back off I mean a second wobble here and there is absolutely fine what I'm trying to guard against is you dropping like three seconds in pace and not recovering to the speed you've been rowing at so far for these four minute chunks after all that's what makes this a great workout to do any day of the week it's the variation of intensity gives you the space at these rates to work on your technique at elevated levels of fatigue but then the one minute chunks give you variety in how you elevate your intensity most of my workouts do admittedly tend to be increased pace through stroke rate so this is hopefully a welcome change speaking of which four strokes to go 
and then we will increase while remaining at 20 strokes a minute after this one you ready push so arms straight forward tilt and then push the machine away with your feet while trying to hold that forward tilt and arms straight for as long as possible push if you see the pace dropping try to push harder with the legs only got three more to go two more really push there we go oh, back same rate slower pace two more of these sets to do and then we're done I like the warm-up it's important to work on the timing between your push of your legs and your hands connecting to the handle if you push your feet before you connect your backside will escape from underneath you and you will lose a lot of power that may not be too noticeable down here at the slower intensity but once you get up to maximum push from your legs if you lose six inches due to a butt scoot not only is that six inches of leg drive that you're missing but it likely also feeds in to an early swing of your back from that forward one o'clock angle into the 11 o'clock backwards angle too soon now one thing I try to think about when I'm rowing is to never think about the backswing just concentrate on trying to lean or tilt 
over my hips for as long as possible. Hold it. So the whole time here, I'm thinking about being forwards, but just because of the mechanics of the stroke, as you finish the leg drive and pull in the arms, <clears throat> your body has no real choice but to recoil backwards. So you don't need to think about that. You just think forwards and then forwards, forwards. So get into that forwards tilt as quick as you can and hold it for as long as you can. Okay, three, two, one. Up to 28, now. Push harder with those legs. Make sure to connect your hands to the flywheel. Hold that forwards tilt. Get back into it as quick as you can. Fingers hooked over the handle. Don't choke it to death. Almost there. 15 seconds. 10. Two more strokes. Last one. There we go. Back to 20s. Our last set. Make sure to carry on pushing, driving the machine away. So if you can think about holding a forwards tilt over your hips and pushing the machine away. They are the two cues that will hopefully give you the correct sensation of the power surging into the machine. And you should feel like you are almost hanging off the handle. Your backside is slightly lighter on the seat as the power surges. And if you feel like it's a very loose action when you're rowing, that's a redder 
post from someone yesterday saying they didn't feel like the Concept2 they were using gave them any resistance. And I'd bet a box of donuts that they weren't getting this hang off the handle. They weren't pushing the power in. They were just moving up and down. Oh. Which could be said for a lot of rowers, especially those who've never really investigated or thought about technique. They're the ones that think it's all about pulling as though you were in a funfair wooden rowing boat. I mean, not funfair, but like a seaside boat pond where the seat doesn't move. And all you do is pull with your arms. Well, there's a reason the rowing machine seat slides and that is so that you can push your legs and get power from them followed by your back followed by your arms okay three two one max power 20 strokes really feel that hang as you push brace your core against the power <clears throat> let it flow through your body into your arms into your hands into the handle and only when your legs are fading do you swing over your back and then pull in your arms three two one oh man that is one of those escalating intensity rows that starts off nice and gentle. You get exposed over the first one or two increases to a bit more intensity, but then by the point you hit the Bon Jovi point halfway, you're pretty much firmly in the mid-tier workout where you have to concentrate, even at those 20 strokes a minute, five or six out of 10 paces, you have to concentrate on pushing hard enough to maintain that power because your fatigue set in. And then as you get towards the end of the row, it does get closer, especially that last minute, trying to get all that power in there. 
in terms of effort, that was a top tier push from my legs anyway. Hope it was from yours. So let us get in, if I can relaunch our zone, into a two minute cool down. Oh, just let me quickly, if I tell you what, there's gonna be a cut here. Okay, yeah, I had to reset my PM and the uh, ErgZone app in order to get that to talk to itself. And I thought maybe you didn't want to just sit here looking at me with a furrowed brow. So we're going to do a two-minute cooldown. You do this at right about the same intensity you did your warm-up at. So here we go then in three, two, one. Let's go. Ooh, don't be surprised if that push from your legs feels quite... Um, well, I say tougher than it was on the warm-up anyway. Just because you've been using it, using your legs at quite a full capacity, then you'll have been just sitting there for a minute or so, and you go again, and your legs are like, what, we're working, we're working again, what's going on? But hopefully now that you've got some momentum into the flywheel, and you're good kind of 10 or 11 strokes into this cooldown, Everything's starting to ease off a little bit and your body's saying, oh, thank you. I'm glad we're doing a cool down here. You've not just stopped and wandered off to make some lunch or sit at your desk. Which is why I have a stretching section at the end of the workouts, which I'm gonna try, if I can, I'm gonna try to do it live today instead of using stretching man. Not entirely sure how this is gonna work. But we'll give it a go. In fact, yeah, I'll have to do it on, I will see what happens, whatever. Because stretching's important just to make sure your muscles get a chance just to be nice and long and loose or especially if a, after a power session you don't want them to be all contracted and tight because that's where next day soreness comes from okay one more right so don't know how this is going to work but i'm going to pivot this guy out the way walk over my water bottle of course so stretching i'm going to start with hamstrings, which is where my back lets me down. But hands in the air. So you're sitting down, legs out straight, hands up in the air, and then fold forwards, okay? Don't bend from the lower back. Don't crumple in your upper back. And just fold forwards. Don't really, I mean, you can, if you can touch your toes, touch your toes, but what I don't really want you to do is to force yourself forwards, okay? Wanna make sure that you feel the stretch in your hamstrings rather than it being in your calves or the back of the knees. If you start to feel it in the back of the knees, chances are you've got your legs down straight. So just allow a little soft, you want like a soft lock is what they call, what, well, soft lock, yeah. Um, so your legs are down, but you're not kind of locked out. That's the point when behind your, your legs gets, can sometimes get a bit uh, angry. If you want, you can bend your toes back towards you and that will kind of elongate through your calves. And actually, if you tuck your chin down too, then, and you flick your toes towards you, then what you're doing is you're stretching your sciatic nerves, which is my issue right now. So that's quite a good one. Okay, so that will hopefully do for hamstrings. 
then we'll get into hip flexors next. So, on your knees, one leg at 90 degrees, and then push the other foul swap legs. So there you go. So push this hip forwards. So you just push forwards while maintaining a good posture. Okay, you know what I'm like with posture. And you should feel the stretch kind of coming down here through your hip flexor. You can go longer, you can go deeper if you wish, if you feel that that gives you more of a stretch um, without falling over. That's a bit of a strange balance moment, isn't it? Um, yeah, so you can do that if you wish. Um, but of course, always be careful when you're stretching something. You don't want to stretch it to a point where you snap it. Not that you're going to, of course, but yeah. Just find a, a comfortable point. Again, like you can see just then when I stretch too much, I'm kind of starting to wobble because I'm losing balance. Try and keep your knee above your ankle though. Let's swap feet. Uh, much like doing lunges, you don't really want to take your knee too much, too much, too far past. There we go. <laughs> My balance is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so again, so you stretch into your other leg, push that hip forwards, try and keep, you don't really want to slump over yourself because suddenly you're just putting all your weight into here. Whereas if you keep a good posture, whoa, <laughs> then you should actually go back up on my toes. There we go. Then that, you should feel it going through your hip flexors. And remember, because of the rowing action, your hip flexors do take quite a severe beating, um, especially because of the, at the back of the stroke, that point as you pivot forwards, a lot of that goes through your hip flexors. So it's a good idea to stretch them. <sighs> right. Next, uh, I'm going to try and how many of these? I'm going to try and do everything sitting down rather than standing up because then my head will pop out the top of the screen. So this isn't the one I did, Stretching Man does, but I'll show you the... So you can do standing up and just holding your, your quads behind you, which is what Stretching Man does. But this one uh, is a sprinter stretch. So put your foot against your thigh. Your kind of knee should almost go in the arch of your, arch of your foot. And then you bend your leg behind and then you kind of stretch back. Okay, and then you should feel it all coming up through your quads as you as you kind of lean the straight line. So it's like a straight line through your quads, through your um, obliques, up through your chest, into your head. If you start to shift the wrong way, you lose the stretch. If you come back, it's going more into the hip flexors than it is into the quads. So there's a definite, if you're gonna do this one, you have to get the sensation right for how it feels. Otherwise, I recommend just doing the one where you stand up and you hold your, hold this kind of this position but you're standing up and that leg's obviously straight. You'll have seen it in Stretchy Man, um, the other guy, the, when he stretches. So swap legs. Oh, so um, grab that one behind. So again, maybe this is the one I should have showed you because you can see it clearer. But yeah, and then just get that sensation right. I've got really, my ankles and shin muscles are so, there's so much to me that's so inflexible. I'm actually gonna, I'm planning to, ah, just while we stretch into this one. Um, I'm planning to do uh, co-production with one of my uh, friends on, um, who's got a similar channel, uh, JP. He's all about mobility and stretching and things. And so uh, I'm kinda, I wanna do a video with him where he takes uh, what he figures is the best stretches to do for a rowing point of view. Cause I, I've, I approach this just as the stretches that I do for me and the ones that I've done through the years as a squash player and things. So, um, uh, that's so it's not always the best for for squash it's for squash for rowing so he's going to show you right so we've done them we've done them then uh then we do glutes so leg goes over your knee this time other leg is out straight fluffy from the socks and then you're bringing this knee across your body so i hold it with my other arm and then spin okay and then what and then put the other hand behind you 
What this does is it gives you a, a double hit. Okay, so you get, this is stretching my glutes down here, but also I'm getting a supine twist by rotating. Um, my spine's getting a nice twist, um, which will hopefully ease it off, especially I have, basically I have uh, lumbar issues, let's say. And so this stretch definitely does help for me and you just hold it for a while, but the focus really should be glutes first, okay? Um, so if you have a better glute stretch to do that doesn't involve this kind of combo of the supine twist, then do what's best for you because, you, again, your glutes take a good old beating when you're rowing, so. Um, uh, now I'm gonna be rude in this one, of course, because I'm gonna have to look the other way So you get to look at the back of my head. Oh, oh crikey. Yeah, that's the side that hurts. <laughs> yeah. At least you can tell me, tell you what, you can tell me if I'm going bald. Uh, I've got no idea if I've got a bald patch in the back of my head. My dad did. He, always, he blamed it on being in the army and always having to wear a hat in the army. Um, but I don't think I am. I think I'd be cold back there if I had a bald patch. I know this isn't particularly rowing related, but I'm hoping that you're stretching along with me. It's a nice moment to relax. Oh, uh, I don't know if I ever do the groin stretch in Stretchy Man. Basically, we'll do a quick one. So, feet together. This is where you see just how inflexible I am. And then I put my hands, interlock fingers underneath so they're cradling my feet. And then just let my knees fall out to the sides. And that should really, your inner groin should be feeling, do you have an outer groin? <laughs> should really be feeling the stretch at this point. Um, yeah, which actually I was speaking to, going back to JP, I was asking him about it, kind of saying, why does my back always go? And he was saying, well, you actually find that um, groin and uh, abdominal instability is a huge cause of um, back issues. So that's why I'm stretching that. So, right, let's do, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna remain sitting down here. So get your arm, bring it across your front, okay? And then you can see I'm kind of interlocking my elbow over it, just to kind of give some kind of a, uh, a force that way. Um, and that stretching the shoulder at the top, which which you'll hopefully, hopefully have uh, felt before when rowing that your shoulders, if you're connecting properly at the front, do take a little bit of uh, force through the stroke. Um, if you don't feel it, then, well, you shouldn't, be take, you shouldn't really be shrugging through your, if you feel it too much, it's a bad thing. If you don't feel it at all, there's a chance you're grabbing early with the arms. If you feel it's a little bit, you're probably getting it right. That's confusing, isn't it? But, um, shoulders are important. Remember, you should be at the front of the stroke. You want to be hanging off your shoulders, okay? Hanging off your bones and tendons is a way to think about it rather than um, grabbing with your muscles and kind of shrugging it. If you end up with your shoulders up through your, through, in your ears because you're shrugging too much, that's not good, okay? You're going to get tired quicker. You're going to lose power and stuff. But if you can feel that hang through your bones and tendons, that's good. Um, right, triceps. This is where I'm, I'm awful at all. So hand back to the neck and then I then use my other hand to kind of push that arm backwards a bit and then that kind of stretches the, the triceps. If you're flexible enough, you can put your other hand up your back, interlock your fingers and kind of pull your hand down. I'm not. I was reading something the other day, in fact, that said, you're not getting old, you're just not stretching enough. And I'm like, hmm, that's me. Okay, so other one, I just don't know why I, so part of the reason is because I make these videos for you and then I don't actually stretch at the end of them, which is why I'm doing it today. I kind of have a little row, token row when I'm done filming and then I do a stretch and I'm pretty much stretching cold muscles. So that's why today I thought, you know what, I'm gonna finish this row and I'm actually gonna do a stretching session right afterwards to try and see if that helps. So far, I'm still quite inflexible. <laughs> um, okay, 
Uh, forearms next. So I'm just gonna get legs in a basket for this one so I can just sit nice and neat in front of you. So pray and then pushing your hands together, bring them down, okay? And then you should find in here, gets a really nice stretch as you come down, okay? You can even spread your, see if spreading your fingers makes any kind of difference. See if obviously rotating that suddenly gets into my wrist, bringing it in, um, kind of shifts the point where it stretches. So find the stretch where you're like, oh, that's exactly what I want. So really in the middle for me, I make sure and push those hands together. Uh, and you get a nice stretch. Again, if your forearms hurt when you're rowing uh, too much, it's probably because you're grabbing and you're squeezing your hands into the handle and you're pulling with your, your arms at the front and you're kind of fighting against it. So if you get that real pain up here, it's because you're, I get a, 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 anything under a thousand meter, I get in my forearms because I know that I'm pulling to try and get more power into there. Because I'm an idiot, but yeah, that's why. Uh, and then what's like, oh yeah, the last one, I'll do this up my knees. Uh, is biceps. So you want to be in a flying position, okay? Whee! So you're like a ski jumper, but you rotate your hands out, okay? So your thumbs, you want to try and rotate them outwards, okay? And what that does is it stretches the long head of your biceps um, and makes you look like you're a ski jumper. Ah, oh no! I could never, that's, that's a sport. Sport I could never do just from a heights point of view. I could never do it because I can't ski, to be fair. But <laughs> I could never do it from a, that thought of being at the top. I went to, um, we go to Tenerife quite a lot on holiday because um, the kids love it. And there's a, a, a water park there called Siam Park. Big shout out to Siam Park, give me free tickets. Um, and there's one of the rides is called, I think it's, is it the, I always get it wrong, it's the Tower of Terror or the Tower of Power, something like that. And it's one of these huge big slides. You have to climb all the way to the top and then it's just like it's one of these vertical falls and then you slide, but yeah, you slide at the bottom through a shark tank. Ah. But obviously you're in a tube, so you don't actually go through sharks. There's not like a shark there going, oh, dinner. Ah. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, getting to the top of that, oh, crikey. I mean, this, the ride itself isn't particularly scary. You just have to hold your breath for five seconds because there's so much water and then you're done. But getting to the top of that platform and then climbing onto the, onto the thing and looking down and going, I'm really high up. Got a thing about heights and jam. That's the two things that I don't, I can't stand. Um, here's a question. American people, sorry for, obviously UK folks, we all know what jam is. Use every now and then I see people refer to jam in the US. Now, I thought jelly was jam. So like straw, that's kind of strawberry preserves, spoiled thing that you have a PB and J. That's jelly, that's what we call jam. So what's jam for you? That's, that confuses me. Can't believe I'm talking about I mean, it actually makes me feel it's almost a phobia, my dislike of, of jam. Anyway, right, there we go. I'm done. I'm all stretched out. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the fact that this was a proper stretching session with me instead of just grumpy <laughs> stretching man in the top corner. Um, and I hope you enjoyed today's row as well. I really did. Uh, I mean, that's one that I, if I just want to slot in a workout that I'm like, oh, I want to do something that's a bit of everything. It's another great one to come to. I'm going to start making a playlist of my favorites and that's going to get on there because it's a great one to come back to. It's only half hour. You get a huge variety of of intensity and effort. You get to work nice and slow, you get to work nice and fast, and you get one heck of a sweat on. So I hope you enjoyed that as well. Please let me know in the comments, either on the podcast or YouTube or Facebook or wherever, even if it's on Instagram or TikTok, wherever you want to leave me a comment, then please do and let me know whether you enjoyed this one or not. Um, oh, what can we... 
Like, I tell you what, let's just have, have the hashtag jam, okay? It's not just it makes me uh, <laughs> um, Yeah, you can have the hashtag jam just to let me know you got this far through and people go, jam? What, what's, what's he on about? So yeah, so thank you so much for watching this one. Please make sure and check out uh, any of my other videos, whether it's me talking about apps or technique or whether it's other workouts or it's plans or whatever. I've got hundreds of videos up here. Every single one of them is entirely free um, and you can uh, put up with me for longer. Okay, so thank you so much for being here. I will see you in a future video. Until then, be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.